The skill that we're talking about today is one of the most ambitious, most difficult to learn, and possibly one of the most beautiful bodyweight skills there is. Arguably, I'm going to say it is harder to learn this particular skill than it is to learn a straight arm planche or even a one-arm handstand. This is due to its unique combination of strength, flexibility, and technique. Nowhere else really seen the way we see it here. You might already be guessing it, I'm talking about the style of presto handstand. Achieving, learning, or mastering such a long-term goal is going to require long-term planning and lots of training. You might say right now, wait a minute, the style of presto handstand is not for me, I'm not that good, and I'm actually not planning to ever really get that good and learn a style of presto handstand. That's completely okay. I still recommend to you to stick around today. Listen to what there is to know about the style of presto handstand, because training for the style of presto handstand without ever really having the intention of getting it, will still be a great motivator to improve your specific flexibility, coordination, shoulder, and compression strength, helping you with so many other goals that you're probably working towards right now. My name is Sasha Bachmann. I've spent my entire life training, coaching, and performing handstands, calisthenics, and flexibility all around the world. Today's episode is all about the starter press to handstand. We're going to take a deep dive into what the starter press actually is, the technique of the press to handstand, what you have to actually train in order to get your first style of presto handstand, how to fit this training into your already existing weekly routine, and of course, what are the progressions of the style of presto handstand. So buckle up, grab a notebook, and put anything that might distract you aside. This is going to be a long one, but I promise you, it's going to be worth it. Please also make sure to follow the link in the show notes to my style of blog article with images and videos visualizing the here explained concept. You can also grab a free intro style workout there to get you started with your own training right away. Let's dive in. First thing up, what actually is a starter presto handstand? Now, the starter presto handstand is a very advanced straight arm skill, yet at the same time, it is very similar to the actual straddle presto handstand from standing. Training for the starter presto handstand will help you build shoulder strength, compression strength, back extension strength, high levels of full body coordination and awareness, and of course, heaps of active flexibility. The starter press really is a passion goal that's gonna be the end of the line. You get there, you're proud, but there's not much more that you can achieve after this. Now, as the name already suggests, the style of Presto Hansen starts in the style of position. In the style of position, it is essential that we lock our elbows and we lock our knees. You have to push your shoulders down and show a long neck and look towards the front. In an ideal world, your feet are going to be higher than your hips, yet your hips are still higher than your elbows. You basically want to show your elbows underneath your quads. Now, this is difficult. You are going to need high levels of compression and you really have to push your hips high pulling the feet even higher. This doesn't only have a visual component to it. The higher that your starting position is, the easier your style of press is going to become. If you train hard, you're going to get your style of press, not a question, but your style of position itself will continue to improve for the next 5, 10, or even 20 years. After the style of, of course, we have the actual press to handstand part. This is what links the style of position with the handstand. This part is long, and there's lots of room for error. And trust me, if you're training for the starter press, you're going to learn about every single possible error that there is to make in detail because you're going to make them all. And you're going to have to fix them all one by one over time. The goal here is to bring the hips up and to vertically align them with the shoulders and the hands. Well, the higher that your starter position was to begin with, the more compression you're going to use, the more technical your press becomes and the less strength you need. If you don't have a lot of flexibility to access here, you're going to need a lot more strength. Of course, every single successful starter press is going to finish in a handstand. That's the goal. I recommend to you when you're training for your style of press, when you're starting to get your style of press, make it a habit to always finish in a proper straight arm handstand. Close your legs, lock your elbows, push out tall, look at your hands, gain full control before you move on to anything else. 
it's a bad habit to only finish your style press to 90% and then to move on straight away. We often say many roads lead to Rome. And whilst this is true when it comes to body weight, fitness, or really anything, there are many ways to do things. When it comes to the style, though, when you look at people doing style presses, you're pretty much going to see the same technique in every single athlete because it's not about just making it up anymore. You need to be efficient and you need to follow a clear path in order to even have the possibility of making it up. As mentioned earlier, the style presser handstand and the standing presser handstand are very similar. They both consist of the same three parts of the presser handstand. The more that you understand these parts and the more that you're able to differentiate between each of them, the more efficient your press is going to become and the more beautiful your press will look. To truly feel the difference between these three parts inside of your body, you need to be quite excellent at pressing. So don't make this your goal right away. For the next few weeks, your goal should really just be understanding these parts so we can separate them, we can train them separately, we can find our weak spot, we can find our strength, and we can target them head on. The first part of the style of press to handstand is the takeoff. That is the moment when we basically lift our legs up into the style. No pressing is happening just yet. We have to use scapular depression to push our shoulders down. We need to use compression to pull into a tight style position using our hip flexors and our core. And of course, we're going to need high levels of hamstring flexibility. Absolutely essential. If you're not flexible, you cannot do a style. This first part, this takeoff part, can basically be skipped. You can simply one leg at a time step into the style position. Or even better, you can lower down from a handstand and then push back up. Lowering down and pressing back up is most definitely going to be how you get your first style press to a handstand because the big advantage here is that you carry the scapular depression and protraction from your lowers. You're in the best possible position to push right back up. The takeoff is followed by the compression period. This is by far the most difficult part. The goal here is to bring our hips on top of the hands and shoulders. Ideally, you're even going to make a slight anterior pelvic tilt to really pull your hips up at the very end. Throughout this entire motion of the hips coming up, our feet need to stay in the same distance from each other. So you're not trying to full middle split here. You're trying to stay in this pancake position with the legs approximately in a 45 degree angle to each other. Key here really is compression. If your hips open, meaning you lose this tight position, your shoulders are going to have to lean towards the front. The more you lean your shoulders, the more weight you put onto them and on your wrists, and the harder this press becomes. In a good style of press, at the end of this compression part, your shoulders are standing out a tiny little bit towards the front, and the hips and hands are perfectly vertically aligned. In an excellent style of press to handstand with someone who's very, very flexible, the hands, shoulders, and hips are going to be on a vertical line, and the hips are even going to be in a slight anterior pelvic tilt, pulling the hips over to create this counterweight for the feet that naturally stand out a tiny little bit on the side of the chest. For someone who's not so good at the style of press just yet or is lacking significant amount of technique and flexibility, the shoulders are going to stand out quite a bit far towards the front, creating a big counterweight for the feet that stand out the other side. You're basically going to be doing a planche press. In order to get your hips up on top there, and in order not to unfold too early, you need patience. There's going to be a moment in this compression period when you're trying to push up, where you feel like you're getting stuck, you cannot go any further. In this moment, you have to freeze, you have to resist, and you have to trust and believe into your own capabilities. If you lose your cool and you start to arch your back or something like this, it's only going to get harder. You're not using the proper muscles anymore and you're making your positions harder. Last but not least, we have the unrolling into the handstand, which if part two was done well, now at this point, your legs only have to come around. Most of us who have a decent starter press still need to replace the shoulders and hips a tiny little bit, but not a lot. If you were in a planche because part two of your press was a mess, 
you're going to have a very hard time here because you need to fully open your shoulders. Training for the starter press to handstand is complex. It's not easy. The issue here is that every single component of this starter press to handstand is related to another one. Meaning if one falls behind, the other components cannot move ahead a lot. Your starter press to handstand will always only be as strong as your weakest link. Keep that in mind. The first thing most people have to train when it comes to the starter press to handstand is flexibility. Flexibility is the prerequisite to be efficient in your starter press. If you're not flexible, you're not going to be able to get into positions, so you cannot develop the specific strength. You're going to need flexible hamstrings and adductors for the compression of the starter and for the middle split when you're pushing up at the end. Additionally, you're even going to need some back mobility to get into the anterior pelvic tilt at the end of the compression period. If you realize that flexibility is your limiting point, get to work. Do a dedicated flexibility session of 45 to even 90 minutes at least three times a week. I promise you, six months from now, things are going to start looking very different. Besides flexibility, of course, you also need strength. In a regular press to handstand from standing, being super flexible really is enough. You can basically flop up into a handstand. Now, as we're adding the starter part to the equation, this is not going to be possible anymore. You're going to need strong shoulders. They need to be able to depress. You got to protract them and eventually even elevate them. And on top of that, you have to move them through a full 180 degree angle. Sounds like a lot. Honestly, it is. But it gets worse. On top of the strong shoulders, we do also need a strong core and hip flexors in order to get the compression right. But remember, for that, we actually need to be flexible enough. So here's where we cycle back and everything links together. A big word when it comes to compression strength, of course, is active flexibility. Whilst it is important to train active flexibility to master the range that you already have, keep in mind that your active flexibility will never be greater than your passive flexibility. So instead of just pounding away on your hip flexors to get stronger and stronger and stronger, stretch your hamstrings, improve your passive flexibility, your active flexibility will improve with minimal to no effort. Last but not least, you also need strong triceps in order to keep your elbows locked throughout the entire starter press to handstand. Yet, honestly, so far I have not seen this as a limiting point. Tricep strength to keep your elbows locked usually develops organically throughout your training, so don't worry about this too much. Last but not least, of course, we have technique. As I mentioned earlier, the starter press is highly technical. Technique is basically going to be how you combine strength and flexibility to create a mechanical advantage and to do things that you thought before were absolutely impossible. You need the flexibility to be able to get into the position and you're going to need extra strength, a surplus of strength to be able to stay in the position longer and to figure out where and how to engage to create this mechanical advantage that we're looking for. Whenever learning something new, your technique is not going to be great. So you're going to need extra strength to somehow make it up at first. Taking, for example, just a starter press to standing. When you first try this, it's going to be absolutely impossible. You're going to use momentum. You're going to use bad form. You're going to bend your knees. and You're somehow just going to make it up to standing. That's the first big goal. And it's going to be super hard. It's going to be exhausting. And you basically have one in the chamber and that's it. Over time, you build coordination. You understand how the movement works. You understand where and how to engage, where to pull. You're going to be able to make it up to standing multiple times because you stay compressed. You know where to lean and where to push. You've mastered technique to create a mechanical advantage to use less strength. Now you have extra strength left at the end of your starter press to standing and you're actually going to be able to press up into a handstand soon. A skill as specific and as complex as the starter press to handstand is going to require complex training and especially long-term planning. When integrating starter training into your routine, there are two options that I recommend people to take. Option number one would be to do dedicated starter training sessions. Option number two is taking all the components of the starter press to handstand and spreading them throughout your week. Of course, you can also do a mix of both. 
if you're very new to style the presses and you're not used to this kind of pressure, you're definitely going to want to start with the separated session. Then once you get good and you feel like you're finally ready to nail your style the press dance and to really get your first press, you're going to change up your training routine and you're going to start doing dedicated sessions. Those dedicated sessions are going to be hard. They're going to leave you tired and exhausting, but this is going to be the way to finally get your very first style the press to handstand. Keep in mind that at the end of the day, no training split is truly perfect. And instead of trying to constantly find a split that is better for you or that might work better, find a split that works and stick with this split until it doesn't work, until you get bored or until your training cycle changes. If it ain't broken, don't try to fix it. Now, let's say you want to be doing dedicated style the press to handstand workouts throughout your week. Those sessions are going to be long. They're going to be hard and they're not going to leave much room for other pressing or pushing oriented goals in your weekly routine. Meaning things such as handstand push-ups, planches, etc., etc., are going to be more on a back burner on a maintenance level and not necessarily on a level where you can improve much. You're going to do this dedicated workout two to possibly three times a week depending on how much time and especially how well your body recovers after the workout. Each workout is going to consist of a general warm-up, a specific warm-up with injury prevention exercises, and a basic handstand warm-up where you're just going to touch base with a couple technical things. You're going to follow this with your specific flexibility warm-up and training. This is basically going to be your big flexibility session. This part can take literally up to 60 minutes. The more you warm up your flexibility, the more accessible it is right afterwards and the easier your style press training will be. Followed by this flexibility training, you're going to do your style press specific technique training where you're refining all the different parts and doing skills and drills probably even our very first style press will be here. Last but not least, of course, there's going to be style specific conditioning. Here we work hard. We focus on shoulder strength. We focus on compression strength. We train everything that there needs to be for the style and we push hard for it. Follow this with a cool down, some injury prevention exercises. If you do this two, three times a week, you're going to be busy. These workouts are going to be hard, but you're going to move towards your style not a question. If you realize that you're really, really stiff, it is recommendable to add an additional two or three full flexibility sessions of 60 to 90 minutes to each week. As you can see, your weekly schedule is filling up quite nicely already and you haven't even touched base with any kind of back, leg or cardio work. So yeah, you're going to be busy, but you're going to be making gains. Your other option, of course, is to split your starter workout into many different days. You're going to be training more frequently, but your workouts themselves are going to be shorter and less intense. Programming here is going to get a little bit more individual and with this a little bit more complicated. The advantage though is that you can easily fit other goals such as planches, handstand push-ups, one-arm handstand. All of this can fit really, really nicely into your routine. Yet keep in mind that if you add other goals into your weekly routine, yes, you can advance on all of them, but of course all of them will advance slower. What I can promise you about the split routine is that I've tried this myself and with plenty of clients many times. It is a fun way of training. It provides a lot of variety and it's very successful. Trust me, I wouldn't recommend it if I wouldn't believe in it. Now, two to three times a week, you're going to have a flexibility and compression day. On those days, we're basically going to do a big warm up and a big 60 to 90 minute flexibility session where you focus on hamstrings and AD ductors. We're going to focus on pancakes and middle splits. We're going to focus on compression strength at the end of it. And you could even sparkle in a tiny little bit of back mobility. The idea here is that we're preparing our prerequisites for the press to handstand. We're getting more flexible. We're getting stronger in the compression, but we're not putting any weight on our wrists or on our shoulders, giving them a good 24-hour period to fully recover from our other day, which is the handstand technique, style of conditioning, and shoulder strength day. 
This day, you could almost see like an extended push day. We're going to start with a handstand warm-up that has extra focus on technique. If you're working on taking your handstand off the wall, if you're working towards your one-arm handstand, that's going to happen here. The more comfortable that you are upside down on your hands, the higher the chances you're actually going to make it up in your saddle press to handstand. Once done with technical handstand training, first thing you're going to focus on is the unrolling part of the saddle press. This part of the press requires the less strength, so we do it first. Follow this with your regular press and saddle training. Those things require significantly more strength, so you want to do them at the end of our workout because we simply don't have any juice left to do anything else after this. At the very end, you're going to do isolated shoulder conditioning work. If the saddle is your main goal, I would recommend to stick to body weight-based conditioning, things such as planche leans, planches, saddle lift-offs, handstand push-ups, all of this can find a really, really good space right here. Get your shoulders stronger while sticking to movements that are similar to your actual style of press for handstand. The main reason why people plateau and the main reason why people do not achieve the big and ambitious goals that they set for themselves is due to a lack of progression. If you have many tiny progressions, you can go out every day, every week, every month, and you can constantly win. As long as you're winning, you're not going to burn out. But as soon as you don't see a progression that feels within reach within the next couple of days or weeks, you're going to lose motivation. Training is going to get gray, boring, not exciting. If your training is not exciting, you don't show up. You don't show up regularly. You don't improve. You don't get to your goals. So the way that I see it on myself and on the clients that I've been working with in the past who did achieve their starter press to handstand, this starter press journey basically happens in five levels. Now, the cool thing is that there's no prerequisite. You might expect me to say right now, in order to start training for your starter press, you need to have your straddle press from standing. No, I don't recommend to wait this long. The starter position itself, the flexibility and strength needed for all of this is hard enough. And it's going to be a long way. Start before you even have your first straddle press from standing. Getting to level one. The first goal here is going to be holding the starter position with bent knees and showing a nice and long neck. And of course, at this point, we're going to need to master the actual press to handstand. We want to start focusing on the separation of the three parts of the press to handstand. Remember, there's the takeoff, then there's the compression period, and there's the unrolling into the handstand. Level two is pretty hard already. We want to be able to straighten our knees in the starter position, meaning our starter strength and coordination needs to improve a lot. Secondly, we want to do a skill that I call a press tap press. From a handstand, you bring your legs around, you lower them down towards the floor, you use your compression strength as much as possible to pull your feet towards your forearms. Yet, your hand, shoulder, hip line at this point is not broken yet. Now imagine we're freezing you in this compression. You're going to lean your shoulders towards the front so your hips dip down. You touch the floor or a couple yoga blocks or a bench with your feet, depending on how flexible and strong you are at the moment. You're going to push your shoulders back. The hips come back up. You even pull your hips into a slight anterior pelvic tilt. You still have that 100% and full compression that you loaded on your way down. You freeze for a moment, and now you bring your legs back up. If you learn this skill, this press-top press well, I can guarantee you, you're super close to actually getting your style to press to handstand. The third thing that you need to learn level two is going from a style of position to standing. This can happen with a little bit of momentum. This can happen with bent knees. Right now, the goal is just to somehow make it up, to start rolling the ball in the right direction. Level three is doing this really messy style of standing that we did in level two, but now we want to do it properly. Lock your knees, pull your hips, do not arch your back. Whilst this might not seem like this big of a step, this is the hardest and most important step. If you start arching your back while you pull your hips up, you're using different muscles, and I can guarantee you we will not get our style press in the next level. You need to stay compressed. You need to roll up. You need to use shoulder protraction. Force yourself to stick a little bit longer to level three, but nail it. 
Next level, level four, we're almost there. Here we're gonna do our very first starter press. Now, usually I always say, when you get a skill for the first time, it's not gonna be pretty. Being with the starter press, if it's not pretty, you're not gonna make it up. Also very important on level four, you need to celebrate because you've done something that most people have never done in their life and will never do in their life. Your first starter press is a huge achievement. Well done. Level five, it's kind of like a bonus. One starter press is amazing. Two is even better. Level five is perfecting your starter press and getting it technically and flexibility and compression-wise so good that you can do many. Watching anybody, but especially an adult, achieve their very first starter press to handstand always feels a little bit like a Christmas miracle. I'm lucky enough to have had dedicated students who are willing to go the extra mile to put in the work and to stick to the plan to prove to me, to themselves, and to everybody else that it is possible to learn a starter press to handstand. This journey will never be easy, but pair technical understanding with the right training approach and patience, and you are guaranteed to get there eventually. One of the greatest things with starter press is that even if you never actually make it up, the hard and extremely focused training will help you improve so many components of your training. I love winning, and I want to see you win. But for once, the journey might actually be the win here. Go out there, make those gains, focus, and work hard, no matter the final outcome. If you make it through those workouts, you are already winning because you are making daily gains like nobody else. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you at the gym.